Hello and welcome to the Battle Cry podcast with Mark Meckler. Catch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8pm Eastern on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States Project on YouTube. Go to conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's the battle cry with Mark Meckler. It's a crazy news week, but every news week is a crazy news week, right? Like all the weeks seem to roll together right now in absolute madness. And this week is no exception. So we've got a bunch of news we want to do. We want to start with what I think is one of the worst slash best stories of the week. I mean, this is really incredible stuff. When you see what members of the House of Representatives will do to be clown themselves. Now, when you have 435 people, you're going to have some idiots among the 435 people. That is true always. I think there's probably a higher proportion of imbeciles in the House of Representatives than in a normal sampling of the American public. I think it was uh, William F. Buckley said he'd rather be governed by 435 people chosen out of the phone book at random than the people in the House of Representatives. I think that's generally true. But right near the top of the list is one of the newer members of the squad, Representative Cori Bush. And she seems like she's fairly close to illiterate how she speaks. She certainly can't speak very well. More importantly, she is saying the quiet stuff out loud. And this is one of the things I'm actually noticing more and more on the radical American left. There's stuff that they didn't used to say. They didn't used to admit they were socialists. They didn't used to admit that they were actually Marxist or at least promote Marxist ideas out loud. They would pretend they were moderate Democrats and they would get in office. They would do crazy stuff. And you'd say, well, wait, hold on. I thought y'all were a bunch of moderates. And in this case, it's getting worse and worse, right? And day by day, they say more and more stuff that's crazy. Just to remind you of last summer's riots, $2 billion worth of property damage. I think it's over 27 people dead. Remember, Democrats said those were mostly peaceful protests, but they stood in solidarity with the people rioting and protesting and burning stuff down. That was the quiet stuff out loud. Like they do want the overthrow of the American system of governance. They do want to destroy the country. They just don't usually say it out loud. All this critical race theory stuff, the state-sponsored racism, they do want to tear down our institutions, but they don't usually, or at least in the past, they haven't said it out loud. So this week, Cori Bush was interviewed and said some absolutely outrageous stuff. Producer G has the clip for you. Go ahead and roll it, G. Mark McCloskey at the uh, Republican convention called you the Marxist liberal activist leading the mob through our neighborhood. What is, is. your reaction to this pardon? It is absolutely unbelievable. There are other people that should, that there are pardons that we have been asking for, pardons that actually should happen in Missouri, and that was not one. That was not one. They stood there, they pointed their guns, totally reckless to a group of nonviolent protesters walking down a street that had no clue that they lived there, didn't care that they lived there, didn't know them, didn't want, didn't want to know them didn't want to know them. Mark McCloskey is an absolute liar. He has spat on my name. And, and because of that, his day, his day will come. You were going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety. Unbelievable. Like, I want you to just, just swim in that right 
just let that wash over you. A, a member of Congress saying, I'm going to spend whatever I damn well please on my personal security. I'm still going to call for defunding the police so that you're in trouble, right? Especially now, and I just want to point out, defund the police affects people in the inner cities, people of color, poor people the most. And she's saying to them, suck it up. I'm going to spend however much I want because I'm more important than you, because you need me, because everybody needs me, because the world needs me. I'm going to spend all this money on my own personal security while you have none. Now, now I'm going to try and take away your guns. I'm going to take away your police. And so this is something they don't normally say out loud. Like defund the police and I'm going to spend all I want on my personal security. It's just outrageous. It's absolutely offensive. And she's saying it out loud. And then I want you to notice what she said about the McCloskeys. Remember, the McCloskeys were at home minding their own business in their own house, in their own neighborhood, and people broke down the gate to their neighborhood. Yeah, that happened. That's reality, including apparently Cori Bush, who was with them, broke down the gate, so destroyed private property, came in in a mob into their quiet neighborhood, and she's mad that the McCloskeys pointed guns at them. I mean, that's just outrageous. You should be able to defend your own home. You should be able to not feel threatened in your own home. But Representative Cory Bush, a member of the United States Congress, believes that people shouldn't be able to feel safe and secure in their own homes. She believes she should be able to, her and her group, break down private property, come into somebody's private neighborhood on private property as they feel fit, to make people feel threatened as they feel fit. And she should be able to get away with that I also want you to notice she said something that I think is really horrifying. She said, Mark McCloskey will get his. He will get his. That's a threat, right? I mean, that is a threat by a member of Congress. This is outrageous. This woman should not be a sitting member of Congress. Congress is generally an embarrassment, but she's up there at the top of the stack. And I think this is outrageous. And I think she should be thrown out of Congress for saying it. Will she be? Nah, of course not. Because this kind of madness reigns supreme on the left in Congress, right? You can be an open anti-Semite in Congress, like Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib, and you're allowed to be in Congress. You can say outrageous, racist stuff and be a member of Congress. In fact, you could pretty much say anything horrible that you want to be, as long as you're a Democrat and you can stay in office. And this is just outrageous stuff. And so I just think that the world ought to come crashing down on Representative Cory Bush, but I won't hold my breath because I don't believe that's going to happen because that doesn't happen to people on the left when they say offensive, ridiculous, outrageous stuff. Threatening the McCloskey, ridiculous, outrageous, and offensive. The governor of Missouri pardoned the McCloskeys as he well should have. This was a politically motivated prosecution, not even a prosecution. It was a persecution. And thank God the governor of Missouri did the right thing. This was an outrageous prosecution in the first place. Everybody should feel safe in their home. Everybody should feel like they can defend their own home. Look, the one thing I have to say to criticize the McCloskeys, to be fair, poor weapon handling technique. Yeah, don't wave your guns around like that. Keep your finger off the trigger of your guns until you're ready to shoot. But you guys know that because you're Second Amendment advocates. You're a responsible gun owner. So McCloskeys, I'd recommend go out to Front Sight Nevada or some other firearms training, get good firearms training. Uh, and then do what you got to do and protect your homes. All right. So that's Representative Cory Bush.
Let's talk next about my hometown. My hometown, I live just outside of Austin, Texas. I got a lot of things to tell you about Austin. Austin, five years ago, was one of the coolest cities in the United States of America. Yeah, yeah, I know. You'll complain because it's a liberal city. It is, and it was five years ago a liberal city. But it was a clean liberal city. It was an orderly liberal city. It was not completely out of control. Like if you compared, say, Austin, Texas with San Francisco, California, San Francisco had turned into a hellhole, and Austin was still a really nice place to live. Austin itself, Austin proper, Austin downtown, uh, 6th Street, which is where all the bars and restaurants and hangouts are, disgusting. It's become disgusting. Downtown is dangerous. It's dirty. It's disgusting. It's overrun by homeless people, by drug addicts. It's bad. You know, it's like Austin looked at San Francisco and said, hey, that seems like a good model. Maybe we ought to be like San Francisco. And they pulled it off in under five years. And they've just made it a lot worse. Crime is skyrocketing in Austin because here in Austin, of course, we had to lead the way, defund the police. Like Representative Cory Bush, they listened to her. Our mayor, Adler, like the guy is just stupid, to be blunt, as is our city council. This is a city council, by the way, that passed an ordinance allowing people to camp anywhere they want, except City Hall, of course, because, you know, I mean, they all have to go to work there, but allow people to camp anywhere they want. Thank God the voters in Austin, yes, the liberal voters of Austin overturned that. Although I was downtown yesterday, there's still homeless people camping all over the place. So I don't know what's going on how they're going to enforce it, when they're going to enforce it. Hopefully, they're going to enforce it soon. Anyway, I want you to see what's actually going on in Austin. There's a great local reporting going on. He's got the stats. Producer G, roll the tape. Austin has passed 50 homicides for the year now, but it only had 47 in all of 2020. So it has already surpassed all of 2020's total, and it did so by August 1st. These are the consequences of defunding the police. People are dying in our streets and criminals are going free. They're staying on our streets to menace other people. This is bad stuff. So that's great local reporting. By the way, you'll never hear this in the national media. You really literally won't even hear it on local media, like the local Fox affiliate or whatever. They'll never report this. So here we are. It's the beginning of August. We have already surpassed the total number of homicides in the city for all of last year. And I don't know what they're going to blame. COVID? COVID's running around making people kill each other? I don't know what else they'll... I know what they'll blame. All the Republicans that are in charge of the city of Austin. That's likely... Oh, wait. There are none. And there haven't been for a very long time. In fact, Austin's a great example of pretty much every leftist-run city in the United States of America. Give me the exceptions. I, I don't know, because if you look at Boston, Philadelphia, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., if you look at the cities, the major cities in Texas, right, Houston, San Antonio, El Paso, see what they do is they defund the police, they refuse to enforce the laws, they allow the homeless problem to grow completely out of control, which is humane to absolutely nobody, crime skyrockets, and then they can't figure out what's going on. Like, it's not that hard. One plus one equals two. Although maybe not for folks on the left. Maybe for these politicians, one plus one equals three or four. You remember 1984, the book 1984, the protagonist, Winston, one of the things that they do to him to try to make him deny reality 
as they hold up four fingers and they say, how many fingers am I holding up? And they want them to say five. And I think that's what these mayors here in Austin and other cities, leftist cities around the country, that's what they want us to do is you say, well, you defunded the police. Of course, crime's going up. And they say, oh, no, it's something else. Like That's not reality. Reality is obvious. There is a causal connection. Less police equals more crime. I don't know what's confusing about that to leftist mayors, to leftist voters, to leftist city councils. Less police equals more crime. You know, that's a 100% correlation. I don't know why that's difficult. It's common sense. If you have less cops on the street to stop crime, to prevent crime, to arrest people who have committed crime, if you take more criminals and you throw them in jail and they're not on the streets to commit crime, you have less crime. It's just not complicated. But apparently for Mayor Adler here in Austin, it's too complicated. I'm hoping that the voters get wise and ultimately they remove Adler and this leftist city council. But I will say, if you look at what's going on in Portland or you look at what's going on in Seattle or you look at what's going on in these other leftist cities around the country, I don't think it's very likely that they're gonna throw them out. You know, one of the best examples of this, moving on to our next story, is, is Cuomo, right? Not a mayor, but a governor, Andrew Cuomo, perhaps the worst governor in the United States of America, certainly the governor responsible for more deaths during COVID than anybody in the United States of America. He, this is a guy who literally, not figuratively, not hyperbolically, is responsible for the deaths of thousands of senior citizens in the state of New York. This is a guy who demanded that the authorities return people who had tested COVID positive into the nursing homes. This should be actually the biggest scandal of the last five years in the United States of America. He killed thousands of people and it was never even a big scandal. They covered it up and in fact, there was a cover-up. It's now been proven. His office covered that up. They hid the information, they hid the evidence. And that wasn't a big scandal. And yet it looks like now the scandal has finally happened that might bring him down. This scandal is one that was so obvious, apparently everybody knew. It's like the Harvey Weinstein scandal. Everybody knew that he was molesting young women, that he was harassing young women, that he was sexually abusing young women. Everybody knew it and nobody did anything about it. That seems to be the Cuomo sexual scandal, right? This guy couldn't keep his hands to himself. He had hands on buttocks, he had hands on breasts, he had hands on stomachs. And you know what his excuse is? This was one of the best excuses I've ever heard a politician make. You got to watch the video if you haven't seen the video on this. I didn't ask producer G to get the tape because I would laugh too hard. He actually says, I do this to everybody. Seriously, I do this to famous people. I do it to regular people. I do it to gay people. I do it to not gay people. I do it to black people, white people, old people, young people. I put my hands all over them because it's just how I am. Since when was that an excuse? And to be frank, that's bull. You know what? How do I know that? Because look, I know a lot of guys his age. I'm not that far away from his age. I'm 59 years old, right? My dad's 83. I know lots of people in between. A lot of you fall into that age range. Are you putting your hands over all, all over all kinds of people all the time? Would that be your excuse? Hey, I touch everybody inappropriately. And this is an outrageous thing. And what's the most outrageous to me about it is I'm going to place money. I would place a bet, five bucks right now, maybe more, maybe 750. He's not going to get thrown out of office for it. The Democrats aren't going to impeach him. 
They're calling for him to step down, but actually the legislature could remove him. And I don't believe they're going to do it. See, because if you're on the radical left in America, if you're willing to say leftist stuff, if you're willing to do leftist things, if you're willing to spout the party line, then you're immune. You can do the most vile, disgusting, horrible stuff, and you can hold your office. Does it sound like maybe I'm exaggerating? Maybe you think this is hyperbole. Remember Ralph Northam, the governor, the current sitting governor of Virginia? This is a guy who in medical school as an adult posed for a picture that goes in their yearbook, and he's either in blackface or a hood clan. Uh, yeah. He can't remember which. <laughs> now I want you to imagine that, right? Look, I went to law school. I went to law school. I can promise you 100% if I posed into either blackface or a clan hood, I would remember that. I would remember that. So he did one or two of those things. He won't admit which, and you know, one or the other of those things, he won't admit which it was. And you would think in today's day and age, that would be enough to force him from office. But nope, it didn't. And then it turned out his lieutenant governor who would take over for him had some real bad sexual harassment charges pending against him. Uh, so they couldn't have him step up. So what do you do? Just turn the other way. That's what you do. If you're on the left, all you do is you turn the other way and you pretend these things aren't happening because these guys are willing to play by your playbook, generally speaking. So the truth is that folks on the left really don't care how vile or disgusting or unethical or sexually harassing or in the case of Cuomo, murderous, their elected leaders are. They actually don't care. And so you can stay in office if you are horrible on the left. And I just want that to be very clear for everybody. Because I wanna say, if you support these kind of people, if that's what you do, if you say, well, I, I got to support him because he's a Democrat, then you should be ashamed of yourself because that's that's what you're supporting, right? And, and you have this weird double standard, right? You hate Donald Trump or whatever. You hate any Republican who says anything that's bad. And, and plenty of them do, by the way. They say disgusting stuff. I'll call it out when they say it, but you won't, right? You're going to let these people be your elected officials. You're still going to stand for them. It's vile and disgusting. And you pretend that it's okay because they're on your side. And that's Cuomo. So I think the Cuomo scandal in a nutshell, the real scandal is he killed thousands of people. The other scandal is he was obviously a serial sexual harasser. The real scandal, he's going to stay in office. That's my prediction about what happens. All right, there's more hypocrisy on the left. You know, this is incredible because it's every single day, the hypocrisy on the left, right? They say you should be locked down. They don't be locked down. They say you should wear masks. They don't wear masks. They say that you should defund the police. They have their own private security protection. They say you shouldn't gather in large gatherings. And Obama throws a birthday party for himself, a big one. It was supposed to be over 500 people. I've seen the pictures. The tent is bigger than his massive mansion in Martha's Vineyard. Right. And so there's this huge tent. They're going to have this huge party, over 500 people during a time when they're saying we shouldn't have large gatherings, right? But uh, he's going to. And not only is he going to, but he's going to fly 500 of his closest friends in from all over the country. I, I'm assuming most of them are going to fly in on private jets, spewing the carbon that they apparently hate so much, right? Because they got to fly private because, you know, they're not 
regular people like you. These are your betters and your ruling elite. Apparently, he got shamed. And he got shamed so much that they cut the guest list from 500 to 250. Really? So somehow, having 250 people at a birthday bash right now, when they claim COVID is running rampant, people are dying in the streets, this is the most terrible thing ever to happen in the history of the world, that Delta 19 variant. Oh my God, it's so bad that we all need to gather in a party at Obama's house. Because 250 is safe, 251 isn't. 250 is safe, 500 is... I mean, it's just hypocrisy. You know it's hypocrisy. And you know it's hypocrisy because he got caught. And because he got caught, he changed the number from 500 to 250. Like that makes it okay somehow. Look, these people believe that they're better than you. And they're going to impose restrictions on you. And they're going to make you wear the face diaper. And they're going to make you get the jab in your arm. And then they don't believe that they need to do those things. They don't believe that you are free people. They don't believe that you even have sovereignty over your own body. They don't believe you should control when you go to work, whether your business is open. They don't believe you should have any control over your own life whatsoever. And the reason they don't believe it is because these people are, they're just totalitarians. I mean, that's the bottom line. This is a totalitarian dictatorship. It's been elected, but now it's a dictatorship. And if you're part of the ruling elite, you can do whatever the, you damn well please. And if you're a regular person like you or me, Nope, you can't. So that's Obama. And what they want you to do, what Joe Biden wants you to do, what Fauci wants you to do, what Governor Gavin Useless in California wants you to do, what Cuomo wants you to do, what all these people want you to do is they want you to be a sheep. That's what they want out of you. They want you to just go along. They tell you you should be scared. You should be scared. They tell you to wear a mask. You got to wear a mask. They tell you to get the vaccine. You got to get the vaccine. That's what they want you to do. Now, I want to be really clear about something. I'm not an anti-vaxxer person. That's just not where I come from. To those of you that are, I don't mean any insult by that. I'm just saying I'm not opposed. If you want to get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. You absolutely should if you want to. I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm 59 years old. I'm very healthy. I have no underlying health conditions. Really, realistically, statistically, I am more likely to die on my drive to the airport tomorrow morning in a car accident than I am dying of COVID. So I don't want to get the vaccine. It's an experimental vaccine. I'm not making that up. It's actually experimental. It has an experimental approval from the FDA. And so I don't want to do it. I think my risk there is probably higher than my risk of not getting vaccinated. I think that's especially true of young people. If you're thinking of vaccinating your kids, this is an experimental vaccine. I know it's approved for kids over 12 on an experimental basis. I wouldn't vaccinate my kids. But look, I respect your right to make that decision yourself. I respect your right to look at the information yourself and to make a different decision than me. You know, I hear Ben Shapiro talk about this all the time. He's vaccinated and he made that choice for himself and he felt it was safe. But he also says to those of you who aren't, God bless you. You made your own decision. He made a different decision, but they are trying to force us. And I'm telling you that the fundamental rule is don't be a sheep. You notice this shirt? We, the people decide. They don't decide for us. And you should wear shirts like this. You should wear the defiant shirt that we have. You should wear the hell no Joe shirt that we have. You can get those, by the way, at conventionofstates.com forward slash store. Conventionofstates.com store. Look, it's got the cool 
American flag here. It's got the cool COS logo here. You can get this hat there as well. The reason I want you to wear this gear isn't because just I'm trying to sell the gear. That's good. It's great. I appreciate that. But it's because you should make a statement that you're not a sheep. You're not going to just go along. And I always say be a sheepdog, not a sheep. Sheepdogs are vigilant. They're watching the flock. They're taking care of everybody around them. They're not just watching after themselves. They're watching after their family, their friends, the neighborhood, their community, their country. That's what it means to be a sheepdog. And so I'm encouraging you, don't be a sheep. We can't be sheep. Let me tell you a little bit about what's going on this week in Convention Estates. I am headed out to North Carolina. Uh, tomorrow night, I'll be in Gastonia, North Carolina, doing a town hall. I think the following day, I'm in uh, Statesville doing a town hall. And then the following day, I'll be in, in uh, Raleigh, and I'll be at the state capitol. So if you can get to those places, go to conventionofstates.com, look at what's going on in North Carolina, contact the state team, they'll plug you in. That's what I'm doing over the next few days uh, for COS this week, uh, because we passed the South or North Carolina House, now we got to pass the Senate. I don't know what's going on with your Senate, y'all, in North Carolina. Senator Berger, there's some others. We got to get them off the ball. I need Senator Berger to support us. He has in the past. He's the guy. He's the key to moving this thing. All right, let's go to Q&A real quick before we close out tonight. Let's see what we got. Uh, Neil S. Creter says, when will they take up term limits? Neil, we got to get to 34 states, so push North Carolina, push your own state. Dan Newton says, I just paused Levin. I don't often do that. Hey, God bless you. And by the way, Levin's on fire tonight. I already watched this weekend. He's talking about you got to get in the war. You got to get in the fight. You got to go run for your school board. You got to do FOIAs and public record requests. God bless Mark Levin. All right, Juan Cruz says, when is a convention of states going to happen? Juan, I'm hoping that we get to 34 by 2024. My outside that I'm shooting for is 2028. Uh, Yada or Jada Combs says, when did the impeachment trial start? You know what, Jada? It's not going to happen because the Republicans don't even have the guts to bring articles of impeachment. I think they have the information. The president has said he believes what he's done with the suspension uh, or the eviction moratorium. He knows it's unconstitutional. That's grounds for impeachment. Laura Molinari says, what can be done to stop the Marxist takeover of America? I'll answer that to close. Alicia says, Mark, can we write to our representatives about the lawlessness in our states? What do we say? Yeah, write to them. Just tell them you want them to stand. Tell them to hold a convention of states. That's what I would say. Kara Jower says, if the FDA approves the jab, what do what will that do anything to the mandates? Yeah, I think if they approve the jab, it allows the federal government to issue the mandates. And that's when things get really interesting and really, really messy. Uh, sorry, messy. All right. The last thing is, uh, what do we do right now? And what I'm going to tell you is Marxism is here. If you haven't read Levin's book, American Marxism, read his book. If you haven't read Shapiro's book, Totalitarian Moment, read his book. It's now. The fight's on. And it's not just a fight anymore. You're at war. And when I say you're at war, this is a cold war inside of America and outside of America. The Chinese are attacking America from outside with propaganda, with money in our universities, in our media. They're taking over and they're driving a lot of the madness that we're seeing in our country. And you are at war. So you should have a war posture. And what does that mean? That means you fight always, every time, every moment of every day. And when I say you fight, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not comfortable. I'm asking you to sacrifice. I'm asking you that when you're at dinner and one of your adult children says something like, you know, 
oh, I think it's awesome that they let Caitlyn Jenner, you know, that Caitlyn Jenner's running for governor. She's so powerful. I would say, excuse me, Caitlyn Jenner's a man. Like, see, she has male chromosomes and male parts, and she's a man. She's not a woman. And your kids or your grandkids might go, oh, grandma, grandpa, oh, mom, dad, and they might be offended, right? Too bad. If we don't push back, then we get what we accept. We encourage what we accept. We have to push back. This is not five fingers. This is four fingers. You have to call the truth the truth every time, all the time. In church, if your pastor says some woke madness, you have to go up. Speak to him one-on-one. -on -one. Speak out against it. Talk about it in your small group. Bring it up to the elders. Don't allow it to go unchallenged. At the PTA meeting, don't allow it to go unchallenged. You have to be the person. I'll be the person. I'll be there with you. I'll be here every Sunday night. I'll be out on the speaking circuit. I'll be speaking at the YAF conference like I did this week. I sent those kids out with the same message. You have to stand. I have to stand every time. And it's going to be uncomfortable. You might lose your job. You might lose a promotion. Your kids might be uncomfortable because you're the parent at school that's saying the stuff. Your kids might not want to come over for dinner, your adult kids, because you're the person who's saying no. Men are men and women are women. No, this critical race theory is racism. We're not going to allow it. You have to be that person. You have to stand. Now is the moment. Now is the war. It is on. You are in. And you are going to do one of two things. You are going to stand up and fight. And you're, we're going to work together. And we're going to preserve the nation. Or you're going to stand down and slink away. And there's only one of those two things that you're going to be proud of. I'm not guaranteeing you we win. I'm not guaranteeing you how this comes out. I can't tell you what happens. I can only tell you there's only one way you will feel good about what you did. There's only one way that you will feel you did the right thing. And that's if you stand up and you say, hell no, Joe. Hell no, Nancy Pelosi. Hell no to the CRT. You have to do it. So I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you. Don't be a sheep. Don't go along. Don't move with the herd. Be a sheepdog. Be vigilant. Be in the fight. Be at war and play your part. I love you guys because I know that's what most of you guys do. I appreciate you. God bless you. Go back and watch Levin. If you, you know, hit that pause button again. We'll see you next week on the Battle Cry. This has been the podcast version of the Battle Cry with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. Originally aired as a live video broadcast on Convention of States Facebook and Convention of States on YouTube. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod and become part of the solution that's as big as the problem. Thank you for listening.